Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining. Before we get into today's episode, talking a little bit about how to become a millionaire uh, through trading, uh, I just want to hope you guys or or, or send my best wishes to you guys. I know we're going through interesting times in the world. I just hope everyone is doing their best to stay safe. I know different people listening to this podcast are in different situations. For some of you guys, life hasn't been affected at all. For many of you guys, life has been drastically affected. And this podcast has been kind of a place you've come to for comfort, routine, and, and, and just um, you know, words of wisdom while you're trying to make it through this trying time. So keep your heads up. And I'm appreciative that you choose this platform to be a place that kind of gives you guidance. Um, if you do enjoy the show, do me a favor, just leave me a review. That's the best way we can uh, build the show, we can spread the word and hopefully affect more people out there. But I want to talk a little bit about today about kind of the, the misconception of trading and uh I guess kind of putting a, a realistic view on kind of the, the, the myths that are out there. And one of the biggest myths that are out there is is either that trading is a get-rich-quick scheme. So that's one end of the, the pendulum, if you can imagine, imagine. And the other side is that no one can ever be successful at trading. This is a waste of time. And I bring this up for a few reasons. Once, I got two different messages from two uh, very different people that have, I guess, different views or asking for my view on the market and what's the reality um, of it, what can be had from it. Um, But also because I understand that in these times where the financial markets are crashing, um, typically what happens is this, and I've seen this before because I started trading right around the last uh, Great Recession here in the U.S., Um, people become less comfortable, right? The stock market is typically a place where, you know, for the last 10 years or so, you can just put money in at any given moment and you will make money. So it doesn't take a lot of skill. You just, you know, you entrust your money with someone else and they do the job for you. You make money hand over fist. It's great. When things start crashing, you automatically look for someone to blame. You start blaming your your broker, whoever's you're managing your account. And you start realizing that, hey, maybe I need to be more knowledgeable about what my money's doing. Maybe I need to be more knowledgeable about the financial markets. And maybe some of you guys are like, oh, I can do a better job myself. And whatever that reason is, there's a massive amount of interest that comes to the financial market. It could be one of the things that everyone says, oh, you got to buy while everything's down. Um, And 
it is true. I mean, this is going to be a great time in the financial markets. Uh, we've made no, you know, we, we haven't deviated from that message at all. This is going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity for many of you guys or once or twice in a lifetime opportunity for many of you guys. But you have to approach it the right way with the mind with the right mindset. And the right mindset is that it is going to be a slow grind. It's going to pay off 10 years from now. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if you approach it with the mindset that I'm going to get in right way, call the bottom and make a lot of money off of it you're going to be no different than most of the people out there. You're going to fail miserably and, and lie flat on your face. And I want to read you the first uh, kind of message here uh, from a trader that I, I've, I've worked with for a while now, or I've known him for a while, I should say. And uh, we started off talking about um, real estate and, and whatnot. But he says, the other business that I'm interested in is trading Forex. And this is where my, my true passion really lies. Um, I think no, actually, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm a profitable trader, but as you know, you need a big account size to live solely off of your trading, so to live 100% off of your trading. Uh, living in Silicon Valley uh, is experience. Silicon Valley, for you guys that aren't familiar, it's a very wealthy section of, of California. Um, the question is, is it possible to make seven to eight figures trading Forex? I ask because I see a lot of traders that say they are consistently profitable, but none of them seem to be millionaires. Am I missing something? Is it possible for the retail trader to build a million dollar account? I have a great career and I make good money by society standards, but it's not enough for me. I'll be 37 this year and that gives me the chills thinking I'll be working for someone when I turn 40. I want to go all in and never look back. Sorry for the life story. I'm really having trouble picking a business to go all in uh, to. And then the other example was real estate, um, basically wholesaling, um, which which could be a very, very great business, but if it doesn't meet your personality traits uh, and, and this, if you're not good with making kind of cold calls and being a, a hard salesman, um, it, it's gonna be very uncomfortable. That's one of the reasons I, I like um, doing a uh, residential real estate and whatnot, a commercial real estate. Um, but the question is, you know, I, I guess first and foremost to attack this from the beginning, and this is what I responded, is that, you know, to the comment that I don't see a lot of millionaires, um, I don't see, what was it again? He says, do, do, do. I don't see uh, a lot of Forex traders be millionaires. I would ask this, you know, um, you be, be very careful with, who you think is a millionaire. In my experience, right? In my experience, most millionaires, right? Until you actually have conversations with them, um, you don't even know they're millionaires. Most of the people that seem to be millionaires aren't really millionaires. And that's kind of the difference between rich and wealthy, right? People that are rich um, tend to show off their what they have, right? Because that's what they've spent all their money on, whether it's dressing really, really nicely, whether it's fancy cars, whether it's uh, big houses, all of that fun stuff, right? People that are rich, and this is just in my experience, tend to want you to know that they're rich. And, and one of the reasons they're rich and not wealthy is because with the money that they brought in, well, you know, it could be a, a, a very, very nice lump sum of money. But with the money that they brought in, it typically went straight out to be spent on something of that sort. People that are wealthy, in my experience, and it's different, this is not a say all be all for everyone, but in my experience, people that are wealthy um, tend to fly under the radar. Not only do they not want a lot of people knowing that they are wealthy, but they don't have a lot of the things that you typically see. You know, they can have a big house, but they're, maybe they're not driving a very fancy car. Maybe they're not walking around in designer shoes and shades and whatnot. Because again, that money that they brought in was spent 
on something that will make them more money instead of something that will show people that they have money. So you want to be very careful of assuming that people are, no matter what you know industry you're in, people that are millionaires are not. Um, but going back to the reality of trading, the reality of trading is that you know 90% of traders don't make it. Um, you know I don't know if that number is real or not. It's probably a little bit of a little bit higher, but that's what's tr traditionally said across the industry is that. Most traders just don't make it. If you can imagine 90% of traders fail or 90% of traders fail to become consistently profitable, um, if you can break that top 10% of traders that make it, it's even a smaller percentage of traders that I would say go on to be super traders. So if you take that 10% of traders that are, are not fortunate enough, that are skilled enough to be successful, right? Probably cut it in half. Maybe five or 3% of those are gonna be your super traders. Those are gonna be the ones that go on to be million dollar traders and whatnot. The other 7% are good. They're good enough to make a, a good supplemental income. Maybe it's not enough, maybe it's enough to live off of, but they don't become millionaires. Maybe it's enough to create supplemental income. Maybe it's enough to use as a skill and build something else with. Um, again, that doesn't take anything away from your success, but maybe it's not that super trader, million dollar trader status. And we went on to talk a little bit about that and, um, I kind of told him the same stuff that I told you. Um, da, 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 da. And then he went on and said, does it take a special proprietary algorithm that you need to become a, a retail millionaire or is it all about account size? And it ends up all being about your account size. And we're gonna get into that a little bit later. I'm gonna run you through some numbers. But at the end of the day, I guess skill is first, but skill plus money, that's what's gonna, that's what's gonna create your return, right? You could be extremely skilled at trading. If you don't have any money to trade with, you're not gonna make anything. Um, on the other hand, you can have a massive account size. If you're not skilled at trading, your account size isn't really going to grow. So it's finding you need both, right? You need to be skilled at trading and you need to have an account size to really kind of get those benefits. Um, but the cool thing about it is that, and you know, many of you guys may not agree with me, most of you do, money is easy to make. It, a little bit harder to say in these times, this is not the best time to be saying, uh, saying it, but in general, when we're not fighting a pandemic and, and, and people are, are employed and, and, and not getting fired left and right, unfortunately, money is not that hard to make because it's not hard to create a, a job. It's not hard to kind of reverse engineer your budgeting and just spend less than, than you make, right? That's the easy part in comparison to acquiring a skill. Um, and also there's a big time factor that goes into money as well, you know, exponential growth and compounding and whatnot like that. But we'll touch on that a little bit later. I want to read you the second email I got or message I got. And this was from a, a different trader with more of an analytical mindset. And he says, uh, bah, 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 bah. Hey, Kilt, I've watched a couple of your videos. How dare you not watch all of them? I know there's like a thousand or whatever, but you can watch them all. Hey, Akil, I've watched a couple of your videos, um, quality stuff. Um, how much could be made trading conservatively for a year? Starting with 10K, undersized, I understand position makes a difference. I know that is the basic question, but I have not been able to find people sharing how much they make over time. If you know of a place I can find this information, please direct me. I'm sure you're busy, blah, 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 blah. Um, I just really want a sober understanding of what decent returns um, I can make out of for, out of trading, or should I stick to my IT job? And here is how I respond. I say, hey, um, thanks for checking out my videos. Uh, the reason you've had trouble finding an answer because there is no general answer of what could be made. It, it's gonna be all over to the place. It, it's, it's gonna be, I mean, there are common 
return on investment ideas of, of, of what you should be achieving if you're a good trader versus a great trader or a bad trader. But honestly, it's going to be up to the trader and their system and, and of course, their ability to trade it. Um, I said that the best thing you can do if you want a realistic expectation of what could be gained through the market is you can perform back testing, right? Once you've learned how to trade, once you've developed or chosen a strategy, once you back test it, you will have all the numbers in the world, right? You will have all the numbers that give you a realistic expectation through many, 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 many years in the past of what can be, what your system can produce. Once you understand what your system can produce, that then gives you the ability to kind of play with the numbers and say, okay, if I take a very conservative approach, I can make this, right? You can put a monetary figure to it. I can make this. If I take a very aggressive approach, I can make that. If you guys haven't seen it, I put up a YouTube video, um, probably about a month ago now called how to create thing, how to boost your returns responsibly or create awesome returns responsibly. If you go to YouTube and just check out, I think it's called uh, what the trading video section. I probably should know this. Give me a second. I'm on the computer now. I can look at it. Um, I've got playlists of all this, all this stuff, but go on youtube.com slash kill uh, Stokes. Uh, just check out, uh, there's a playlist called learn to trade the markets. It's called uh, create amazing returns responsibly. Check out that video and actually take you through uh, the money management spreadsheet that we use on our platform. And I break down kind of the difference between being very aggressive and very conservative and kind of the pros and cons, right? You can make a lot of money. You put yourself at a little bit more risk by being aggressive, right? By being conservative, you won't make as much. You uh, significantly reduce the chances of you giving any back to the market. So it's finding that balance, but it all starts with having your numbers. Right? If you don't have your numbers, there's no way you can plug and play the math. So that is the most realistic way to go. And uh, he responds by saying, thanks for the response. He said, I've been working in IT for 20 years. Uh, it pays well. And in December, I was laid off. Um, I'm doing fine, however. However, um, I really enjoy this time tutoring my son. I've started to think about day trading because I was wondering if I can make a living from it. I know everything has its learning curve. I'm 45. I know how to study as I've had uh, to do it many times uh, for his certifications in technology for his industry. I just want to understand if this was seriously a viable option or is it where a lot of people, um, a lot of people fail, a lot of people start, but few make it long term. Uh, I guess kind of like, kind of like poker where only a, a lot, a lot play as a hobby, but only few can make a living from it. And um, I gave him the same numbers I just told you about the 90% of that tra uh, that failed, 10% make it, blah, blah, blah. And I always say to make a living off of trading, you need about a $200,000 account. Now, that's going to vary depending on where you're at in the world and, and even kind of more specifically to the U.S., where you're at in the U.S., right? Um, it is a lot more expensive to live in Silicon Valley than it is to live somewhere in Kansas, for example. So cost of living does make a difference. Um, but he came back and he, and he had this awesome response. And this is where you can tell he's a, he's a tech guy, right? He says, many sites say that you should only be risking one to 3% per trade. And I would agree with that. I think anything over 3% per any given trade is risky business. And obviously, it, you know, your risk appetite is yours. Um, uh, 1% is a very conservative approach. So I, I, I do think those numbers are, are, are pretty good. Just to give you guys an example, um, the max I can risk for any trade is 2%. Usually I'm, I'm between 1% and 2%, never over 2% on all of, my, all of the trades that I take. He says, so for me, let's take an even more conservative approach. Let's say I risk a half percent per trade. Now I warn you, we're going to get into some numbers. You don't need to listen to these numbers and, and confuse yourself, but this is just how the response went. So let's say I, I'm, I risk half percent per trade. 
if I start with a 50,000 account, um, that's 250 per trade. I also read that good traders have a hit rate of 55%. So for me, let's say 45%. Um, then he asks, is 45% reasonable um, or possible after four to six months? Now we'll pause right here. Um, you guys have been following the show long enough. Uh, you guys have been following me long enough, Jason Grayson long enough to know that. What doesn't matter? Win percentage, right? So we could take that number and, and throw it out. I understand why the trader is using it to kind of make this projection, but remember win percentage doesn't matter as much as expectancy, right? It's it's your average risk reward, your ability to manage risk. That's much more important than your win percentage. You could be a very profitable trader winning 25% of the time. You could be a horrible trader winning 90% of the time. So that, that number doesn't matter as much. Um, but again, that's something that most newer traders don't understand because everything else in life, win percentage is important, right? You get grades on a test, grades on a certification, that the more, the better your win percentage is, the better you are, right? Life has ruined us. But he says, let's say a year from now, is it possible to analyze over 100 trades in a month's period? Uh, 45 get hit, 55 don't. Um, or 45 get hit, and I get a return of $750 for every 250, right? 750 times 45 equals 33,750, but I lost 250 times 55, which equals 41,250. <laughs> uh, so to be profitable, every trade I hit would have to be delivering at least $950. If I make 1,000 or if I make a, yeah 1,000 per hit, then it would be 45,000 in revenue minus 55 times 250 equals 41,000. And all that is said to say, I would get $3,750 of profit. Boom, 7.5% of my 50K. I told you there's a lot of numbers, but you don't really need to know them. Anyway, he then says, I put my profits back into the pot. So I reinvest them into my trading account um, and continue the same strategy of 20 trades a month. Um, I can do 4K a month, that's 48,000 a year. Is this analysis wrong or am I missing other factors um, or delusional about all of the above, leaving out taxes, commissions, fees, all that fun stuff for now. And I applauded him. I said, uh, you know, kind of what I told you guys before, the most realistic way to do it, because right now we're just kind of pulling these numbers out of the air where it's like, well, if I can do this, then I could produce that, right? And that's, you know, that's that's great to, to wish and if, but it's really pointless in a, in a sense. Um, um, or I don't want to say it's pointless, um, but it's, it's not going to give you a realistic expectation. So it's good to say, well, if I can hit at 45% and if I can get this and that, then I can make this. Well, who's to say you can hit at 45%? Who's to say your average risk reward is going to be one-to-one? -one? Who's to say this? Who's to say that? We just, we don't know this stuff until we actually backtest, right? This is why backtesting is important for all you guys that hate backtesting, right? This is why it's important. It gives you numbers. Once you have numbers, it's basically, it's not facts, but it's as close as you can get as to a projection of the future. Um, and it gives you the ability to actually make some some very good predictions in the market. Um, so I said it's, it's it's we can't necessarily assume these things like 100 trades a month is that's out there. You're probably not going to get 100 trades a month, you know, unless you're some type of high frequency trader. If you're some type of high frequency trader, um, you're not making what you think you're going to make out the market, especially as a retail trader, because you can't even do it with our spreads. But um, so some of the numbers are off right there. But I like the fact that he's taken into account, hey, I can, I'm probably going to underproduce what I guess is industry standard. And he's, he's got the idea of, of looking at risk, reward, and, and, and balance and all that fun stuff and, and compounding his account. So he's got the right idea. And 
that kind of sparked some interest in me to kind of bring up, um, I, I guess, the idea of like, well, what does it what does it take to be a millionaire in trading? And so let's say that we're, we're trader number one, right? We're able to start with a $50,000 account. We're going to base these results off being able to make 30% a year, right? 30% a year, you're considered a, a good trader, right? Just, just in general, if you can average 2% a month, you're considered a good trader. That's going to be what? About uh, 26% a year, 24, something like that. If you can average 5% a month, you're a great trader. Now, again, this is not with any type of position sizing or money management, blah, blah, just a, a just a straight kind of basic number for you. So let's base this off of a 30% return, which I, I think is, a, is a, a good return for a trader. You should be happy with that, right? If you start with a $50,000 account, right? We're not taking anything out. We're rolling everything back in. No taxes, no anything, just straight numbers. You make 30% a year, you've made 15,000 for that first year, right? So your second year, what are you starting with? 50,000 plus 15,000, that's gonna be 65,000, right? Now you make that same 30% return off of that 65,000, what are you making? 1950 in profit, right? You start year three with 84,000, right? So all of a sudden you've gone from 50,000 to 84,000 um, by year three. Now, the question was, how long is it going to take to be a millionaire, right? If you keep doing that, right, it's going to take you about 13 years, right? By year 13, you're going to be starting with $1,165,000, right? So you, you, you will have a million-dollar account after that 13th year, right? Now, let's take the same example and let's go a little bit more conservative. Let's take someone that's starting with a $10,000 account, someone that doesn't have a big account size to start with. 30% a year right? They're making $3,000 on that first year, right? Starting the second year with $13,000, right? It's going to take them all the way to about year 19 to start with that million mark. So about 13 years for the $50,000 account, about 19 years for the $10,000 account. Now, obviously, 19 years is a long time. If you're someone that's starting young, right? Some of you guys are starting at 17, 18, right? 20 years old, then you'll be you'll be 40. It's not a bad idea. For someone that's 45, however, they'll be 65, which still isn't a, a bad idea. Um, you're right about retirement age. Um, but obviously time is, you don't have as much time. And this is where, and this is why we always encourage our traders to, okay, trading is a skill, right? It is a skill no different than, you know, being able to do surgery, being able to repair cars, being able to build stuff, right? And like any skill, it can be turned into a business, right? I have a good friend of mine who is, he does a lot of work around the house, right? If he ever wanted to, guess what he can do? He can go to other people's houses and build stuff for them and turn it into a business if he wanted to. Why? Because he has that skill. And trading is the same way. So once you have that skill, you can turn that skill into a business. And that business could be of, of many different things, right? You can provide a signal service. You can be an educator. You can start, you can be a, a money manager, manage money for others. You can work for a prop firm, right? Whatever you want to do with that skill, you can use it to create supplemental income, right? So as you turn that skill into a business, all of a sudden, instead of just having a single revenue stream, which is your trading, now you have a secondary revenue stream, which is your business. And if you think about it, you can actually have three, right? Because you're not trading full time, at least in the beginning years, right? So now you have your regular job, right? One revenue stream. And, and hopefully your regular job is um, creating enough money for you to live, meaning you actually have 
money left at the end of the day that you can roll over into your account. But now you can roll over your trading profits. You can roll over the money made from your trading business. You can roll over the extra money that you have from your regular job, right? So now you have three different sources you can use to compound your account. And that's going to cut down on that curve. I haven't ran the numbers, but I can imagine you'll probably be able to cut your curve into maybe probably in half. You take that 13 down to seven, you think you take that 19 down to 10 or even even eight. Right. So it's a very I don't want to say it's very easy, but time and consistency will get you to that million dollar mark. Now, here's where things get a little tricky. If you want to live off your trading. This is where things are going to get a little bit tricky, right? Because all of a sudden you're losing those income streams. You don't have that regular job and now you have more expenses because you have a life that you have to sustain. Now, again, everyone's life is different. Everyone's life is different. Everyone is, you know, has, you know, they're in a different situation. Some people have kids, some people have a mortgage, whatnot. But regardless of how your life is, you're probably, you're not going to be able to uh, compound, roll over 100% of your trading income back into your account. And where we talked about in the other example, how you can cut your curve down or cut your, your timeline in half, you may end up doubling your timeline if you're doing this. Right. And that's why trading full time is is so difficult because you just can't grow your account at the same speed that you're used to. Um, but again, so I, I think the path is this. I, I, I think trading is a skill. I think you can definitely take the route where you want to trade and you only want to grow your account. And, and that's fine. It's going to take time to do so. But um, at the end of the end of the game, right, you'll be where you want to be. But I think if you want to increase that curve, and this is why Jason Grayson always says that trading is a wealth accelerator. If you want to accelerate your wealth, right, you do it on all different ends, right? One, you do it through trading, right? Your money is making money in trading, right? You're accelerating your wealth by investing it. Two, you turn it into a business. Now you're taking that skill that's not only allowing you to accelerate your wealth in the financial markets, but you're accelerating it in other aspects by building that business. Three, right, you can even take the revenue from your trading or the business side of trading and invest it in something else. For example, you guys know I do real estate, right? So you can kind of diversify your investments. You can invest in other businesses, right? And turn those into money makers as well. They're just, there's endless ways that you can go about it. There, there, there are many ways to get to the answer that you want, um, but it all comes down to one thing, learning the skill and time, right? Because skill plus time will create you money, but you have to be patient. None of this is going to happen in one year. I don't care what path you take. You can get everything set up on year one, your trading, your business and blah, blah, blah. It's not going to happen in one year. It's, it's going to take time. So you, you have to be patient. But hopefully by seeing this example or hearing this example, I guess you can understand how that patience is going to pay off five years down the road, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. And trust me, that, that little bit of, of exponential, that, 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 that little bit of under the radar growth that happened in the beginning, right, is going to be very minimal by the time you see what you've achieved that day.